to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app by searching for The Church at Bushland in your app store. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know how this ministry is impacting your life by emailing us at info at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so in our app or by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Come on, give somebody a hug, give somebody a high five. Thank you, Lord. He's here. He is here. He's faithful to his word. He says, where two or three come together in my name, I'm going to be right there with you. Let us not take that for granted. He fulfills his words. Welcome to our online audience. Appreciate your faithfulness. I pray that you right there in your home are overwhelmed with his presence as you continue to exalt him. Thank you, Pastor Jeff and Melissa. They were um, uh, away doing a wedding this weekend. It got in late last night. And so thanks for the opportunity to share, but welcome back, all right? Can we honor our pastors as they continue to faithfully lead us? Thank you. I tell, I tell people all the time, I'm so thankful God had this the church at Bushland for my wife and I and our family in this season. It's my honor to get to be the family pastor here and just serve amongst you and just do all God is doing. How many know God is at work? Okay, a few of you. How many know God is at work? He, he is working. The message today is, is, is one, I believe we just all just need to see God's design and his heart behind. I've entitled it, A Man After God's Own Heart, A Woman After God's Own Heart, A Son After God's Own Heart, A Daughter After God's Own Heart. We know when we hear that phrase, we think of David. We'll get there in a moment. That's the only time I read in Scripture where God said, this was a man after my own heart, and we'll see why, David, that was spoken of. But it was God's design, Jeremiah 3.15, is that he would raise up shepherds, all right, that would be after his own heart. And I believe he wants to raise up sons and daughters. Is there anybody? who can hear me right now, that you want to be known as somebody after God's own heart. And I just want to submit to you today, we're going to walk through it, but I believe repentance is the gift that God's given us that we can continue to say, God, if it's in your heart, I want it to be in mine. And it really does. It starts through confession. It just starts through just humbling ourselves before God and just saying, I can't, but you can. And God, with you and me, then we can, and your kingdom will be advanced. And I just happen to believe it starts in the house of God through repentance. I don't think anybody else agrees with that, all right? But do you believe this? I'll show you some things in Scripture. I, I do want to share this just kind of lighthearted thing. How many like to laugh a little bit? Some of you, if you've been around a little bit, you might remember this story. There's a story about a woman who just left church, and she, how many of you, when you leave church, you're like, all right, bring on the enemy. I got my, I got my water pistol. I'm ready to put out fire, all right? You know what I'm talking about? She's fired up. She's going home, and when she gets home, she, unbeknownst to her, she startles a man who's robbing her house, and in that moment, she says, stop, Acts 2.38. And that robber immediately just stops. He just freezes. And then the woman, she calls the cops. She tells them what she told this guy. And on their way over there, they get there, and this man has not moved. All right, usually if you come in and somebody says something, you're not where you should be, you get out of there. And the cops go, come over to this robber, and they go, Sir, 
All she did was say a scripture. Why are you still here? And he said, no. She said she had an ax and two 38s. <laughs> and so he stopped, all right? And I love, I love to laugh. I love to do some good stuff like that. But then here's what's fun. Acts 2.38, guess what it says? It says repent. Everybody say repent. And it says be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit of God. I want to submit to you today, you're all going to walk back into homes and some of your homes, all right, this isn't a word of condemnation, but watch, this is a word that leads you to repentance. Some of your homes, you've got the thief, the robber who's trying to steal, kill, and destroy according to John 10, 10, and some of you need to walk back into your home and you need to hold up some Acts 2.38s. Come on, somebody. And it starts like this. God, we repent for allowing the enemy to have his way in our home because why? We've been filled with the gift of the Holy Spirit as we made a public profession of faith. Is anybody thankful for Dave and Sailor? Sailor, these guys who, who gave their hearts to Jesus and were baptized this morning. Come on. Soleil. Yeah, Soleil. Yeah. I was like, that's wrong. I'm telling you, man, that that is the message that's still going out today, and it starts in repentance. So I'm just going to give you that challenge. If you feel like your home just needs a breakthrough, that you need some relationships healed and restored, can I tell you the good, good Father's given us a gift. It's called repentance. And just go walk into your home today and somebody say, Acts 2.38, we have repented. We've been baptized. We've been filled with the Holy Spirit. And there is no thief who's welcomed in our house. And we're not going to stand for it. I, I heard just in worship today, like I'm, I'm still just, I love, repentance is something we got to get. I think it's, uh, we'll, we'll understand why the enemies really fought hard to keep us from repentance. Let me just say this from the get-go. Repentance is what begins your relationship with God. And I want to say to you, repentance is what keeps your relationship with God strong and bold and courageous. Come on, somebody. What if repentance was actually worked out before you gave in to that same sin? What if you confess, God, I'm weak in this moment and I repent, but the good news is I know you want to come bless, serve, and honor, and fill me because the moment I cry out, how many know God will come meet you in that desperation? So can we just bless somebody today? You don't have to look at the same things you've been looking at. You don't have to think the same ways you've been thinking wrongly about yourself. You don't have to respond, all right, with that same willful sin, willful disobedience. Come on, there's a gift called repentance. Jesus gave his life for it so the father could reach down with his arm that's not too short to say and say, get up, son, get up, daughter, and let me remind, me, remind you who you are. How many know repentance can do that? All right, some of you believe it. Turn to Hebrews chapter three. I want to show you some things in scriptures. Anybody love the word of God? Come on, I hope you do, because this isn't just words on a page. This is a person we get to encounter. His name is Jesus Christ. He is living and active, and he is perfect theology. If you get confused about something, then get your eyes back on Jesus, because he will help you get unconfused. He is the perfect example of how we respond to the Father and to the people around us. Hebrews chapter 3 Verses 12 through 15 is just an unpacking of back in a time where the, uh, the Israelites, 
They had come through the Red Sea and they're in the desert for those 40 years and there was a whole generation that didn't get to go into the promised land. Does that break anybody else's heart? Was it God's design to take them out of slavery to never allow them to go into the promised land? Then why did they miss the promised land? I wanna submit to you Hebrews chapter three, verses 12 through 15. See to it, brothers, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but encourage one another daily as long as it's called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ if we hold firmly till the end, the confidence we had at first. As it has been said today, if you hear the voice of God, do not harden your hearts. Come on. How many of you know that you will hear the voice of God today? The enemy's convinced you that you can't hear the voice of God and you need to tell the enemy to shut up. Like I'm for real. Somebody needs to tell the enemy, stop, Acts 2.38. I can hear the voice of God because God's still speaking what? Through his words. He is living and active. And now he's just looking for sons and daughters who will what? Not harden your heart. That you will just believe what he says is true, align your heart with his, agree with it, and then walk in the fullness of what he sent that word to do. How many know God still fulfills his words? He's still performing his words. If you feel like God's given up on you, that's a lie from the pit of hell. God will never give up on you because it cost his son his life. And that's my testimony. And I'm thankful that God never gave up on me. And he's not giving up on you. But I want to say something to you. You will have that wrong thinking until you what? Repent and go after God's heart. God, what is in your heart that you want to be in my heart? Because I promise you, he's not holding out on you. The enemy's a liar. He's a deceiver. And he's gonna try to get you to look left and right and go, see, 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 God will do that for them, but he ain't gonna do that for you. Stop. And just repent in that moment. My heart's not gonna get hard to the accusations. My heart's gonna be open to the anointed one. His name is Jesus. So if my healing and breakthrough hasn't come yet, guess what? I got a good, good father who's gonna fill me with more of what he says is true that will not only sustain me, but it will equip me. And how many of you know that as you're trusting God for your healing and breakthrough, it might be the very thing God uses to a lost world. They're like, how are they continuing to trust God? Because why? My heart's not hardened. It's chasing after his. And I'm gonna continue to believe because my God is good and faithful. And repentance is obviously for confession of sin, but repentance also looks like this. God, I can't go through another day apart from you. Do you know that that blesses God? Because he wants to be a part of your everyday life. Here's what it says in Matthew. If Jesus began his ministry, Matthew 4, 17, he's just come through the wilderness. He's just been tempted. The angels have come to minister to him. He's beginning his ministry. He's fixing to say to some disciples, come follow me, but look at some of the first words out of Jesus's mouth. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. So if those are some of the first words Jesus says, how important is repentance to our daily lives? Is anybody thankful that God is near the brokenhearted? So if your heart's currently broken, I got good news for you. God is not distant or discouraged or turned his back on you. He's right there. Will you just cry out today and let him do what he does best? He's the only one who can truly heal a broken heart. Come on, somebody, where are the testimonies? 
There is no other source outside of Jesus that can truly heal a broken heart. Only he can do that. And so those of you who find yourself in relationships where it's just difficult right now because maybe a relationship that you're in, the other person's just not at a place where their heart is receptive, here's what I wanna say to you. Then you be the advocate who repents on their behalf until their heart opens up and they can receive God's healing too. Don't let another hard heart make your heart hard because you're not seeing the activity of God. You get on your knees and you cry out, God, I can't change their heart, but I know you can. So God, what can I agree with for them right now? How can I honor them, bless them, serve them, champion them through this hard season? Because how many know my God still does some miracles? So maybe repentance is your gift to continue to persevere and endure through a hard season, through someone you love, and maybe they've even hurt you, but the blood of Jesus is still speaking. Come on. Our pastor's teaching a message right now, in it, but not of it. How many of you know the world does not respond to people that way, but the kingdom does? And it's through what? Repentance. It's through repentance. Second Chronicles 7, 14 Come on, you know it. If my people who are called by my name, my people, my name, will humble themselves, repent, confess, and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will heal from heaven, and I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. How many know God's still doing that? Anybody been encouraged by the reports you're seeing at some of our colleges? What happened at Asbury, all right, was a move of God that's went in. You've seen them in some of your alma maters, your universities that spread to the Mexicos and the Brazils. Why? Because a handful of students said, I don't want to leave this chapel setting without encountering the God's, God's heart. Are you going after God's heart today? And could it be repentance where you just get on your knees and watch this? You don't care what someone else thinks about you. You only know to be true what God thinks about you. And how many know God will meet you at your confession? He will meet you at your repentance. I'm gonna say something to you in love. We as sons and daughters live in a world that is full of evil. And I wanna say this to you. I can't change anyone's evil heart, but I can get on my knees and I can repent on behalf of the world we live in and gain God's heart so I can impact their heart. We cannot expect a lost world to act saved because they have not repented and been baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. So I'm not gonna get frustrated and discouraged when I see evil advance. And I'm not telling you just take a back row seat. I'm just telling you, let's come get on our knees and get God's heart. And as our hearts move with his through repentance, then as he says, go, we go. Because guess what happened at the outpouring of Asbury? It was a bunch of my people called by my name, and then the world started coming, and guess what came out of that? Salvations over those who were being lied and deceived through all kinds of spirits of the world. And the moment they got in the glory of God, guess what spirit had to submit and go? Oh, we got to get happy about that. <laughs> Because the enemy can't stand the presence of God. Somebody got to go back in their home today and say Acts, Acts 2.38 and say the thief is no longer welcome in our home. And you know how you do it? Dads, moms, sons, daughters, someone then get on your knees with your family and cry out, God, we repent. Anybody beginning to see how this is a beautiful gift that God's given us just to be filled with his heart? How many of you could use less of your heart and more of God's heart? Yeah. 
Don't hit your spouse now, all right? You guys easy, all right? Hey, how are we gonna get it? Through repentance. Acts 3, 19 says, repent and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. How many of you know that the one thing God can't remember is our sins that have been separated as far as the east is from the west? And he says, I can remember them no more. But how many you know there's a, 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 an enemy who tries to remind you of your past? Can I just tell you when he tries to remind you of your past, you remind him of his future and your future. All right? Because of repentance, I've been born again and I have eternity in my heart. And so listen, I'm not gonna let him convince me of something I was when the blood of Jesus speaks something of who I am. And now my testimony in my past isn't working against me. It's only working for the advancement of God's kingdom. Come on, somebody. Where are the people who have been delivered out of some of those sins that nobody talks about? We need you to stand up and testify. That's what I once was. That's no longer who I am. And what happened in between, his name is Jesus. Do you know your testimony could be the very open door for someone to step out and stop hardening their heart so they can receive Jesus too? We don't magnify and glorify our sin. We magnify and exalt our Savior who rescued us out of that. And that's the refreshing. Come on. Anybody repented and then got refreshed by God? That's, that's how good he is. He wants to minister to you. He wants to bless you. He wants to serve you. And I just want to say, I get in the way of him ministering to me when I don't choose to repent. It says this in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is what? Faithful and just and will forgive us our sins. And then watch this, purify us from all righteousness or all unrighteousness. Do you know what the kingdom of heaven is, Romans? It is righteousness, peace, and joy. That is your inheritance. Some of you are like, well, where do I start to repent? Anything that doesn't look righteous, anything that doesn't feel like peace, and anything that's not experiencing joy. How many of you know the enemy was gonna convince you you're dirty, you're unclean, and God can't use you? I remember being a young husband and a young dad, and I wanted to do the best I could to lead my wife and to lead my kids, but the accuser is an accuser, and that's the only thing he can do, and what the enemy would do is he would come and go, hey, who are you to lead your home? If they knew what you did, if they knew what you've seen, oh, now I'm meddling a little bit, aren't I? But do you know what can restore all that? How about we get on our knees? And I'm not gonna let the accusation take me out. How about we flip it on the enemy and let it be an invitation to go into the presence of the king and kings and go, so God, through my repentance, what do you say? And then if I need to confess one, how many of you know that sometimes confessing one to another, James, all right, the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Is anybody thankful, some brothers and sisters who will walk through you, walk with you through the mess and the yuck of life and won't judge you? Are you that brother? Are you that sister? Can we let repentance work for us and stop letting the enemy work against us? Because guess what? When I finally was able to silence the voice of the accuser, I would be able to then say, I'm a beloved son of God, bought and purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ, and I'm gonna get up filled with the Holy Spirit of God, and I'm gonna bless my wife and my kids the way I've been blessed. And if I step outside of that, guess what? I get to go make it right. How come it's so hard to say I'm sorry? 
Uh-oh, I'm going to start preaching. Watch out. Anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Why? Because the enemy's convinced us that's weakness. It's convinced us, you're not wrong. They're wrong. They should come to you. No, Jesus came to us so we can go make it right. Some of you are waiting for somebody to come say they're sorry, and they're not gonna be at a place to come say they're sorry. So will you let Jesus be your advocate to heal your heart through repentance so you won't get stuck because they're stuck? Somebody needs to receive that. We've given too much power to other people in our life when the power should come from God and God himself. Let repentance restore that in you. Woo, watch out. Here we go. David, a man after God's own heart. Acts 13, 22. After removing Saul, he made David their king. He testified concerning him. I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. And then look at this phrase in Acts. He gonna do anything I want him to do. How beautiful would that be true of you? Man, I know that in the morning when I wake up, I'm gonna get to, let, I'm gonna get to hear the father say, you're my boy, you're my son. I'm gonna fill my heart with greater measures of yours. And this is what I need you to do today. And I know you're gonna do it. And I'm get glory for it, and somebody else is going to impact me too. What if we just started in the morning just in a spirit of repentance and just said, God, I don't want it to be about me today. I want to be a reflection of your heart today so that when I find myself in front of people, it won't be an inconvenience. Come on, somebody. I had to repent, repent to my wife a couple weeks ago about just, I, I didn't want to be inconvenient. Golly. But you know what? When I confessed that and got it right with God, do you know he fully restored me and healed me? He didn't put me in time out. Come on, somebody. He began to speak, and there's been encounters with people because I repented and let him restore so I could bring glory to him. And I'm not inconvenienced because how many of you know the best thing we can do is share the love of God with somebody who needs to encounter him too? See what repentance will do? It'll restore you so somebody else can get restored too. Look at Psalm 32. I'm gonna read this out of the Passion. I, and we're, you guys are awesome. We're finna, we're finna bring this to a land. But do not harden your hearts. If you've, today, if you hear the voice, I know you're hearing God's voice. All he's looking is for a yes. And that could be just a repentant act today, just to confess something today. Whatever it is that God moves your heart, you don't respond to a message or a man, you respond to Jesus. You respond to the Father. Psalm 32, verse one, I'm gonna read the whole chapter. This is the beauty of a man after God's own heart and what it looks like. David wrote this. How happy and fulfilled are those whose rebellion has been forgiven, those whose sins are covered by the blood. How blessed and relieved are those who have confessed their corruption to God, for he wipes their slates clean and removes hypocrisy from their hearts. Before I confessed my sins, watch what happened. I kept it inside. My dishonesty devastated my inner life, causing my life to be filled with frustration, impressible anguish, and misery. You see the results of what happens when we don't repent? Verse four, the pain never let up for your hand of conviction was heavy on my heart. My strength was sapped. My inner life dried up like a spiritual drought within my soul. Then I finally, come on, may there be a finally today, admitted to you all my sins, refusing to hide them any longer. I said, my life giving God, I will openly acknowledge my evil actions and you forgave me. 
All at once, the guilt of my sin washed away and all my pain disappeared. This is what I've learned through it all. All believers should confess their sins to God. Do it every time God has uncovered you in the time of exposing. For if you do this, when sudden storms of life overwhelm you, you'll be kept safe. Lord, you are my secret hiding place, protecting me from the troubles, surrounding me songs of gladness. Your joyous shouts of rescue release my breakthrough. I hear the Lord saying, I will stay close, instructing and guiding you along the pathway for your life. I will advise you along the way and lead you forth with my eyes and your, as your guide. So don't make it difficult. Come on, somebody receive this. Don't harden your heart. Don't be stubborn. When I take you where you've not been before, don't make me tug you, pull you along. Hey, just come with me. So my conclusion is this. Many are the sorrows and frustrations of those who don't come clean with God. But when you trust in the Lord for forgiveness, his wraparound love will surround you. So celebrate the goodness of God. He shows this kindness to everyone who is his. Go ahead and shout for joy, all you upright ones who want to please him. Can we celebrate just the forgiveness and redemption of God through the repentance? David is a man after God's own heart. He's a man after God's own heart, and he let God, after he committed the sin with Bathsheba, after he had her husband basically put to death. I mean, those, we, we, we tend to uh, categorize sin. All sin cost Jesus his life. Our half-truths are as equally guilty as our anything else. Come on, somebody. Why would we settle for half-truth when we can walk in the full truth? and nothing but the truth. David is known after a man after God's own heart because he what? He repented. He repented a few things. A few things just about repentance that I just heard the Lord say. I wanna just speak over all of us. Repentance is the believer's best friend, a gift to receive and produces God's kingdom in us and through us that looks like righteousness, peace, and joy. Repentance is greater awareness of God's goodness and blessing and invites us to walk in the fullness of the yes of Jesus. Repentance is when we recognize God's nearness and we choose to respond to him and then the true healing and deliverance comes. But when I choose not to repent, I only continue to hurt myself and those who are closest to me. Repentance isn't just confessing what you've done wrong, but watch, it's asking God to heal maybe what someone else has done wrong to you. See, we tend to go, I'll forgive if they. No, we've been forgiven. And so repentance will help move our heart so we can forgive. Repentance is asking God to help you forgive yourself. Come on, somebody. We are our worst critics. Can I just tell you the kindness of God wants to lead you to repentance? And if Jesus has forgiven you, will you forgive yourself? How many of you know if you don't forgive yourself, you'll get stuck? Repentance is a gift. Let the words of Jesus wash over you. The enemy has convinced us to stay quiet, to harden our heart, which produces distance from God, which gives the enemy more room to deceive because the moment we repent, God's nearness takes over and the enemy has no more room in that area. Come on, let's take it back. Repentance leads me to live a life where I have nothing to hide, nothing to prove, and nothing to fear. Come on, somebody. Repentance is not trying harder. It's a confession of my dependence on Jesus. I trust you, Lord. The enemy wants you to focus on who you were so that you won't see who you are in Christ. 
God loves you and his desires for you to forgive others as you've been forgiven. So don't carry that hurt, bitterness, unforgiveness another day. Repentance is my saying I do to the covenant I made with Jesus and hearing him say I do too every day of my life. It's not a one-time thing. It's a lifestyle. Is anybody thankful for the gift of repentance? I believe we will continue to see greater measures of the goodness of God when the sons and daughters of God, the bride of Christ, I believe this is part of the preparation of the bride. How many know that the bride is to be making herself ready? How are we gonna look pure and spotless if we're not walking in repentance? Come on. That's how we become pure and spotless. Y'all, sin, you just read the Bible. It will always take you further than you want to go. And there will be way more consequence than you or your family should ever go through. So can we let repentance work for us? And when you feel the temptation coming, can anybody in that moment just get on your knees and go, I'm going after God's heart right now. And I'm not gonna settle for any deception or lie or scheme or accusation. Why? Because Jesus says I'm worth it and my family's worth it. And it just starts with just us humbling ourselves. Lana and I went on a marriage intensive. I'll, I'll close with a couple of stories and then we'll have a response time. We went on a marriage intensive about 10 years ago, a four day getaway where you get to just focus on you and your spouse. I see some of the husbands squirming in your seat right now, all right? And our church, I'm thankful, they invested in us and they said, your marriage is important and it is. We got a marriage retreat we do every fall. If you've never been, you need to go. And I went in with this attitude and Lana's smiling at me right now. I'm like, I'm good. I, I'm a good husband. We got good marriage. We were gonna be with three other couples we didn't know. We kind of go in under the radar. We can just kind of, you know, just spectate. I didn't understand the beauty of repentance. Lana can testify. We're in the first session. And guess who broke first? Yours truly. We were not made to manage our own sin. It's only a matter of time. And the love of God was poured out in that moment through repentance. Shame was gone. His unconditional love came. And where I would have once responded to land in our marriage through being defensive, through withdrawing, I was given tools that weekend through repentance she could get her husband back my girls could get their dad back I thought I was good but how many know the love of God won't let you just think you're good it wants to know you are through repentance when I was 16 years old this is for somebody I was at a youth camp I knew I was lost. The 
And there was those moments where I was like, what's everybody else gonna think? Can we just tell what everybody else is gonna think to be quiet? It's not about what everybody else thinks, it's about what God's saying. And in that moment, I just heard the, the Lord just pursue my heart and basically just said, Tommy, you don't know me, but you can. And I stood up in front of all my peers as a 16 year old and I said, I wanna give my life to Jesus right now. And can I tell you, I've never regretted that decision. I've never regretted that decision. And in our years of student ministry, I've shared this testimony. Matthew 10, it says this in Matthew 10, um, 32. If you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father in heaven. And with all the lights on and everybody looking, we had a man in the first service that stood up and he gave his heart to Jesus. He started with the baptism. And I'm just wondering right now in this room today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Let repentance be your first yes to Jesus right now in this room. And watch what will happen. We're only going to celebrate as you stand up and go, that's me. I'm ready to give my life to Jesus just like Soleil did, just like Dave did. Is there anybody in this room right now? You know that that's what's been missing. And I just need to stand and I need to repent. And and I need to ask Jesus to become my Lord and Savior. Will you just stand in this room right now? Is there anybody? I knew, I knew there was gonna be one. I knew there was one in that first service, but I believe there might be somebody right here. Do not harden your heart. If God is pursuing your heart right now, we will celebrate it, we'll champion it, we'll get somebody to pray with you. But if you know that's you and you're like, I'm ready to give my life to Jesus, will you just stand up right now? He who confesses me before man, I'll confess before my Father in heaven. Would anybody agree if somebody gives their life to Jesus right now? Come on, yes! Come on. That's it, bro. Thank you, Paige right there. Do you hear all of heaven right now? Come on. Do you hear all of heaven right now? This is the blood of Jesus. This is the kingdom of heaven. And you're brand new. We're gonna let Cade walk with you, all right? Come on, anybody else? Is there anybody else? You just go, man, I know that's me. That's where it's gotta start. Yeah, come on, right there. That's our God. Yeah, Jody, right there. Jody, will you talk? Jody, can you hear me? Yeah, will you just stand with her? We're gonna let these guys right now just be ministered to. Our ministry team's gonna come forward. Will everybody just stand? But the invitation's not over. How I many you know our nation needs a breakthrough? And it can, it's gonna come through the sons and daughters of God. And we gotta stop settling for second class when God gave us the kingdom, which is everything and more. And so this altar is open today. Come on, somebody, this altar is open today. And so if God moves your heart, you respond to His. And may we just confess and may we just repent what's in your heart, I wanna be in mine because I'm gonna be a son or daughter after your heart, amen? Let's lift our hands, I wanna pray for you. God, we love you, we bless you, we celebrate you. God, thank you for salvation that sprung up from the ground right here in this place today in the first service. This is the gift of repentance, but God, it doesn't stop right there. God, repentance is happening right now in this room. Maybe there's some who just need to pray with each other right where they are. Some need to come to this altar, whatever it is. God, as you move their hearts, may they just give you their yes. So God, we love getting to be your kids. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for repentance. Thank you for the outpouring of your heart today. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen. You respond as God leads you.
Thanks for listening to this week's podcast from the Church of Bushland. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram by using the Church of Bushland. We are all about people because God is all about people. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference.